0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Route Runners podcast. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Shrieker.
1: I'm James.
0: And Super Bowl 56 is officially set. I gotta say, I am very excited for it. I think all of us here are. I think this is gonna be one of the most like likable and most like watched Super Bowls of all time. Like, I think that everyone is really excited about these two teams i feel like everyone kind of roots for a lot of the players on both of these teams we're getting joe burrow versus matthew stafford and Su- stafford we're getting joe burrow versus matthew stafford in super bowl 56 and i could not be more happy about it
1: i agree i mean no matter who wins i'll be happy as long as it wasn't uh the chiefs although i don't like i don't i like the chiefs except for uh, Mahomes' family as does everyone probably yeah um i also didn't want the niners to be in it because unpopular opinion but i just think they're boring to watch i just think they're just—I don't know—I just don't like their style of play. So Bengals Rams is kind of is kind of money. Uh, if if any AFC team won Bengals or Chiefs, I would have been happy. But as long as the Rams won, so but I'm happy Joe Scheisty's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Credits to Dan Orlovsky for calling it.
0: Yeah, I, I never knew that, but yeah,
2: I'm I'm really hyped to see. The Bengals and the Super Bowl. It's 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 really just like I'm, I love these Cinderella stories where just like some of the like worst franchises in the NFL just turn it around, and especially for the Bengals, turn around in literally two years, two three years, and they've now in the Super Bowl. So from last to first, pretty much. I'm proud. I'm I'm really happy to see Joe Burrow succeed. I feel like he he's he's something special.
0: Yeah. So. Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals pull away with the win, 27-24 in Kansas City, complete an 18-point comeback to end up winning this game. They lost the coin flip in overtime, too, and they still end up winning this game. It was an awesome game to watch, man. I mean, if you saw our TikTok, we were all really excited for the Bengals, which, again, you can check out at Route runners Podcast on TikTok, uh, at route runners Pod on Instagram. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was an awesome game to watch. These playoffs have just been fucking incredible. Every game, the last six games have been like – Top tier football. Everyone all over the world is saying that. Everyone loves like these playoffs. Just, they've just been amazing, and to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl, it's it's definitely weird. I'd, I never thought that I'd say that in the beginning of this season, the beginning of any season, honestly. But they're here, and and they're one win away from getting their first ever ring.
2: Yeah, to say to say like the Chiefs are one of the most likable teams in the NFL, and for them to be kind of the underdogs in the sense that no one really wants to see them win it it kind of shows how much america is rooting for the bengals here i think the bengals just have they just have a lot of heart and they have a lot of grit and that's what's been pushing them this whole time because like they don't just keep they just don't get onto the scoreboard immediately and just like blow the other team by points they 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 always get down a little bit but like they just incrementally make it and they push through
0: yeah i mean it's it's just crazy like like you're saying like how everyone is kind of rooting against the chiefs like everyone is rooting for for the chiefs literally every year up until this year because like everyone just loves the Bengals. like joe burrow is one of the most likable players in the league it's crazy that like like how many teams over the last couple of years have drafted quarterbacks you got like the bills with josh allen the ravens with lamar the baker, Char- baker to the browns yeah herbert to the chargers two yeah, of the Dolphins. the cardinals too yeah kyle josh Mur- rosen and kyler kyler murray uh the only quarterback over the last like three four years that have been drafted to a team not and like not on a struggling franchise is trey lance with the oh, niners yeah, and he I barely has played so oh, like wait, mac jones and mac jones yeah okay so those are like the only two but like you got like Fields, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. Well, yeah, that's second round. I'm talking just uh, like Herbert. Second. Herbert, yeah. But like what do all of those teams have in common that drafted those quarterbacks other than the need of them meeting a quarterback? They've been struggling forever. Like they haven't – they either haven't won a Super Bowl ever or they haven't in years. Lawrence with the Jags too, like that's another one. And like the Bengals were at the bottom of that list. You know, before this year they haven't won a playoff game in 33 years. They, you know, they they've been a struggling franchise. Everyone is making fun of them. Zach Taylor was like one of the probably one of the favorites to get fired this year entering the season. And they have turned everything around in a very, very short time. And like there are some rebuilds that look like they're working, like what we're seeing with Buffalo. I don't know what, about the Browns quarterback situation, but with you know their entire roster, I think they're turning it around pretty well. You got the well, I mean, some other teams are headed sort of towards the right direction, and I didn't really think that the Bengals were one of those teams at all. And after, and now we're a win away from them winning the entire Super Bowl. So I, I just think it's crazy, and it, it's it, it's weird to look at it, look in it as the in the perspective as like before the season, they were just another one of those struggling franchises.
2: It's it's kind of funny if you think like the Dolphins kind of wanted to replicate what the Bengals are doing right now with. When the Bengals went for Jamar when they had Joe Burrow, the Dolphins went the other way and got Waddles since they had Tua. But obviously they've kind of gone different directions where, one, everyone is rooting for their QB. The QB is succeeding, and he's just in, like, a perfect spot. Whereas Tua now, you you just fire their, your head coach. You don't know where the direction of the organization is going. And it's kind of just in heading towards mediocrity. So – it really is interesting to see how like some of these franchises they, they swing big on some of these franchise QBs with these number like these high highly rated prospects and sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss.
1: For me it's just yeah, seeing the progression of the Bengals from two years ago they had the first overall pick, and then last year they had the fifth overall pick, and now they're in the Super Bowl and people during the preseason this year, we're definitely doubting the pick of Jamar Chase because he kept dropping every pass. And now he's looking like the wide receiver one in Cincinnati already. So, like, the progression is just insane. And I know a lot of people are talking about Mahomes and Allen as that that kind of threat or that battle for the ages. But Furrow's going to stick his, his name in there in that contention. So, we're going to see like a triple threat of. I, I said triple threat because it's a WWE term because my mom used to work there. <laughs> Clown. We're going to see. We're going to yeah, see a three-headed monster of, of AFC QBs, and it's going to be fun to watch because, I mean, I like all of them, and I think yeah, all, most too. people do. It, but, yeah, just like, the Bengals' progression is insane. You, they, were, all, they were hyping up Patrick Mahomes saying, oh, fourth straight AFC championship, oh, he's never lost, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Joe just doesn't care. He came in two years ago as the first overall pick in a struggling Cincinnati team. And he got hurt his his freshman year. What the fuck? He got hurt his first year. Then they draft Jamar Chase. And then this franchise just turns around. Joe Burrow just comes back from his injury. And he looks amazing. Jamar Chase brushed off those preseason struggles and is an all-pro receiver now. And T. Higgins has been outstanding, too. Their defense has been amazing. A lot of people don't really credit their defense because they're just dazzled by their offense. Uh, Joe Mixon's been healthy this entire year, which is not realistic because he's always hurt. But, hey... Joe Mixon has been a huge part of this offense, and when he is healthy, he's now proven that he can dominate the field. So, yeah, seeing him healthy is nice. It, even Tyler Boyd contributes, even though he hasn't been as much of a, a heavy target, hasn't had a target share as big as Jamar and T. Higgins. But, yeah, this this Bengals team is definitely exciting, and people are going to – the internet's going to break if the Bengals win just because Joe Burrow and his million-dollar fucking jacket that he wore to this game.
0: Yeah, I mean – I agree. I love the Bengals. I, I love it. I, I love that this team is, like, fun to – I love how fun this team is to – Burrow, again, is the most likable guy. And, like, as for the game itself, especially in the second half, Burrow played a lot better than Patrick Mahomes. He had that beautiful touchdown to Jamar Chase. Well, I mean, it was just a fade, but it was, like, a perfectly executed fade. It was it was great. And Mahomes in the second half just looked, like, not the same quarterback as he did in the first half. Like, I, I thought that this, like – we were all sitting on the couch. We saying, like, okay, like this is just an absolute murder. Like, some what I don't know. Like, it was a great run for the Bengals. Like, the fact that they're here is amazing, and it's a win for the season. But you know, they're you know, Chiefs' time. They they ran into Goliath, and you know, in the second half, their defense never folded. Their defense played really really well. Trey Hendrickson has has to be one of the best free agent acquisitions in the last couple of years. He has been fantastic. He was rushing the the passer all the time. And Mahomes' offensive line is playing well. It's just that, like on some plays, Hendrickson and Hubbard got to him. Those two off the edge are really, really great for the Bengals. And yeah, I just think that Burrow he outplayed Patrick Mahomes on third down. He was fantastic. They they went eight of fourteen on third down. Those are really great numbers that you know you don't really you don't really see a lot. And his accuracy is incredible, Joe Burrow. Like as for the actual game, I never would have. I mean. Joe Burrow probably needed to play better for Patrick Mahomes than Patrick Mahomes for the Bengals to win, and he did that, and that's exactly why they're in the Super Bowl right now.
1: Who did the, the Chiefs play last week? The Bills. The Bills. Tyreek Hill goes from, you know, piecing out the fucking Bills defender to getting shit on by Eli Apple because right before halftime, Eli Apple made that, that stop on Tyreek Hill to kind of begin, prevent him from going into the end zone. So uh, it, it it's great that in two straight playoffs, Tyreek Hill kind of got – you know, he, he... What's that word?
2: Underperformed?
1: No. Tyreek oh. Hill. Tyreek I was saying, like, how... It's kind of like ghost mode in the no, second no, half. I, yeah. okay, no. I was going to say, Tyreek Hill got a taste of his own medicine. Oh, yeah. Because I guess no one was listening to what I was talking But Because in the Super Bowl last year, Antoine Winfield gave him the peace sign. And then now this year, Eli Apple is trash-talking him. Because he did, he did a good job of holding Tyreek to, like... I don't even know how many yards in the second half. But he didn't do anything. So, this Bengals defense showed up, and they... Although, they do have to play Cooper Cup next week, who is a far better receiver, so they'd be prepared for that. But I'm, I'm excited for Jamar v. Ramsey. That's going to be a fun matchup. I mean, any, any good receiver that goes up against Jalen Ramsey is a fun matchup. And I, But I think Jamar is just – he's special, and he's very shifty, and he can probably get around Jalen Ramsey. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, it's going to be a great Super Bowl. And I'm glad the Bengals won. I mean, again, I, I wouldn't have mattered either way, but I'm, I'm happy to see that the Bengals went from – Already being count out, being count out in the preseason, or being the worst team in the AFC North, or like people are thinking they're gonna do the worst in the AFC North, having like two or three wins to being in the Super Bowl. So like they just proved everyone wrong, and that's what Joe Barrow does. He's never lost a postseason game. Not jinxing it. I'm just, I'm just saying. A stat. Or in college. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was implying. I, I mean, yeah. Well, people who don't know, yeah, college. I'm not trying to jinx it. I'm just like that's just a stat. People, the announcers have said it before, so I'm not jinxing it. And if I do, then I'm sorry to all the Bengals fans and new bandwagon banging Bengals fans. But, like, it's just a stat. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. I mean, the Bengals, in a sense, overperformed the season where everyone uh, counted them out. So it's going it, to, if we're thinking long term here, I want, like, it's going to be interesting to see, like, where they go from here. Win or lose a Super Bowl, you made the highest that you're pretty much almost making the highest achievement in the NFL, which is winning the Super Bowl. So.
0: Yeah, as, like as a, a team, so. even if they take a step back next year, like, no one's going to care. Yeah, like, exactly. Because, like, they shouldn't be at this point. Well, not that they shouldn't, but, like, they, like they didn't need to be at this point now, and they already are.
2: I feel like literally all they have to do is, like, just improve, like, small holes, like, maybe bol- bolster up the O-line and stuff. Yeah. But really, like, them, like, performing this well this young, too, it's really setting a huge step for this franchise because people, like – no one really wants to go to Cincinnati in the first week as of like a potential free agent. So to see them like see how well they're performing, like potential free agent like players, like they're gonna start, they're gonna keep their eye on Cincinnati a lot from now on. And who knows, maybe Joe Burrow is gonna have some interesting teammates down the line.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, everyone's gonna want to play for Joe Burrow. This guy is already arguably like in the top five quarter. I don't know about top five, but he's in like top the. 10. definitely top 10 he's in like like around the six seven range and i mean this guy may win in his second season and really his first full season because last year he got hurt i mean this guy is so like calm under pressure and i think something that's very underrated about his ability to play quarterback is that when the line breaks down he is insanely good at escaping the pocket and either running or just finding someone downfield he you know, can escape Chris Jones was like all on top of him. And he got away from that and ran for the first down and he did it again too. He did it twice. So I I think that's something that not a lot of people really talk about Burrow is his ability in the pocket. It's kind of like Josh Allen's ability to like dodge defenders and, and brush them away. And he's just Joe Burrow is just as good as that, as anyone. And it's, it's really fun to watch. And this Bengals team in general is fun to watch again. Like you guys are saying, the weapons, Jamar Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, like these guys are awesome and they're all really good. And, you know, they did lose C.J. Uzama. I don't know if he's going to be available for the Super Bowl, but do you guys think that this is going to, like, tarnish Mahomes' legacy at all, the fact that they had a huge lead and they got the ball in overtime and they still ended up losing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, at least, obviously, they probably today already Nick Ray has probably said Mahomes is not a top-five QB, but if you saw that game again, like – Mahomes did whatever it took for him to put like this team in the places where they need to be. Like that OT throw where he throws it up to Tyreek Hill, he put it in the perfect spot. It was just Tyreek didn't catch onto the ball. And
0: Bates made a really good play on it too. Exact
2: exactly. So he's I mean, really good. He put he like he put the ball in the right place. And that O line crumbled like a lot in that second half of the game. So for him to be scrambling left and right, and, like, he tried to – the thing was, Joe Burrow, he would try to maybe, like – he would be elusive in the sense that, like – or he was smarter in the sense that he would just go for, like, the easy scramble maybe for five yards, six yards. Whereas Mahomes, he tried to make the bigger play, which was let me scramble out of the pocket and make, like, the 20-yard throw. So, I mean, that was the difference in this game. If – if like, obviously, if, like – like, Travis Kelsey – he he was targeted a lot in the in the first half, but that cooled out in the second half, and maybe he was just uh, covered more. But it 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 needs to be said like they need to have like someone or like they need to find ways to implement this team where let's just say their playmakers are covered. They need to do something, and that maybe that's just bolstering their running back committee, but that that needs to be figured out.
0: Yeah, I don't mean I don't know if it's gonna tarnish Mahomes' legacy like entirely, but I definitely think it does a little bit. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. This is a team that, you know, the Bengals are really good, but I think that the Chiefs should have beat. I, I think that with when you have that lead. Oh, also, something that we never mentioned, the decision to go for it yeah. uh at the end of the half, go for a touchdown, so stupid. They would have been up by a field goal and they would have won the game. It would or they would have won the game on that game winning drive by Bucker and it, or a game winning drive by Mahomes and Bucker would have, you know, whatever it, it was, I think it was really stupid. You take the points there in that situation every time, which, so that part's not Mahomes fault, but I do think that Mahomes definitely deserves some part of the blame. He played not great in the second half. And I don't know. I think that Mahomes legacy is going to be a little bit tarnished from this. Just a little bit, as long as he wins like two, one or two more Super Bowls, I think. Like he's still going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, obviously. But I think that definitely his legacy is going to be just a tad tarnished. After.
2: Okay. Oh,
1: uh, I, yeah. He, all right.
2: Yeah. I, was, I was just going to say it's. We also have another game-changing kicker now in the league. Yeah. E- Evan McPherson. I think. This, Shout out. This guy is just special, man. It, like, he's he's really just he's ice cold because there's so many drives where some quarter some team would keep still keep it in the. Quarterback tans and say fourth down, crunch time. We got to go for it, even if like the other team is only up three. Like we got to go for that touchdown. Where whereas the Bengals here, they rely on their kicker a lot, and he helps them every single time. He's ten for ten now, I think. So that in the playoffs, that's insane,
0: for sure. All right. So the next game, the team that the Bengals will be playing in the Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams. I've been saying this pretty much every time I pick the Rams, like in the regular season, in the playoffs, when I've had to pick them. They have put so much into this run. Cam Akers coming back from injury, uh, trading for Matthew Stafford, trading for Von Miller, uh, getting Odell Beckham. Is it someone else that they got? Trading for Jalen Ramsey a couple of years ago, like, like they Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle too, yeah. Like they've put so much into this, and they've given up a lot of draft picks for it, and it pays off. They're in the Super Bowl. They're in the final two. They've done everything that they've needed to thus far. You know, having to win on the road in the playoffs against Tom Brady and a bunch of other stuff. Cooper Cup, man. I don't know why he's so good. I don't know what he takes. I don't know what drugs this guy is on, but he is so – he's just so good. Like, they know that he's getting targeted. Every third down he's getting targeted, and he's getting first downs. His ability to make plays after the catch is probably the best I've ever seen. He's just he's so fast he's really shifty and he's so tough to bring down and i mean i love it matt i'm really happy for him i'm happy for matt stafford you know had a a lot of really bad years in detroit uh, with bad coaching bad offensive lines bad but not bad receivers but you know bad running games like just bad culture there in general and he finally makes a super bowl i'm even kind of happy for odell beckham and i've hated that guy for a while that guy gets a lot of hate and you know i i definitely contribute to it i don't i used to not like him when he was a giant either or even really a brown but on this rams team they just look different McVay has coached this team to a super bowl and uh they beat the niners on their way to it he had lost to shanahan the last six times but he won this one and i think the rams were clearly the better team uh also
1: i think the niners would have won if jacquaski Jaquiski tart didn't drop that easy yep. ass pick he that was literally probably easiest pick he would ever get in his lifetime he just he fumbles the bag on that 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 would have clinched the game for the Niners, but hey, most I mean, likely, yeah. Matthew Stafford got a second chance, and he made a count. So, uh, I'm I'm actually really happy for Matt Stafford. Like he's such a good guy, and he deserves a Super Bowl for all the crap he's put up in Detroit, as Jared mentioned. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I wanted the Rams to win from the start, like against the Niners. I just again, I'm not a huge fan of the Niners just because I don't like how they. Yes, Kyle Shanahan's a good coach, and he knows how to manage a game, but like just like the way they play football is just not fun for me to watch. I don't know why. I just, I just find them as a boring team. Like I respect them obviously. And I know Jared does too, but I don't know. I just, eh, they're not like a team I, I would want to like watch. I don't know. Like they're, they're good and their defense is amazing to watch, but I, I, if they just get Jimmy G out of there, then I think it'd be an exciting team. Cause Jimmy G is just kind of boring. He slows them all down. And if, if if Trey Lance starts to develop, then this is obviously going to be a fun team to watch. I think it's just Jimmy G that I don't like. Yeah, he's incredibly hot, but like, I, I just he's a boring player to me. So I just that's why I think the Niners are boring. Do
0: you guys, do you guys think that Garoppolo's played his last game as a
1: Niner? Yes, I, I agree. Especially since you don't you don't trade
2: up in the draft and go for a guy like Trey Lance if you you're, if you're yeah. super confident in Jimmy G.
0: Yeah. He he's, played awful in the the honestly. I thought he played well. Like he had a, there were a lot of like really great passes to IU Kittle. Um, it's just like, he the, played just awful in the last is, two drives. The
2: stage is literally you win and you're in the Super Bowl. If you lose, you go home. And some of the like, he just made some really questionable stuff. Like, yeah, I think it's going to like forever haunt like the Niners for like, maybe like the next couple of years of like, if it's kind of slow with trail lines a little bit, because literally if he didn't make that shovel pass, that like that forced shovel pass that turned into a pick and then did
1: they it was it pick six or Oh to end the game? It was No, it was just to end of the game, yeah. It yeah was it was just a it pick was, six. no at the end of the game?
2: Was it it wasn't end a end? pick six, no. oh. Well he still made some questionable like throws. michael
1: Hasty also dropped the ball. Like he was just he, yeah, he, he did. slipped out of his hands.
2: So I just think I mean they, they have the players there. Like I remember like early on, like he just overthrew like it was like he threw it a little too high for Kittle and if Kelo caught that, he would have probably taken it to the house. So it, it's just not the right, not the right, like, chemistry, I guess. Or no, I'm not going to say that. Right, uh, it
1: was just – They weren't on the same page. Yeah, they
2: weren't on the same page. And that, that really just hurt this team a lot because it, you could see the pain in, like, players like Debo's eyes where literally he broke down at like right at the end of the game because he put his heart and soul into this game. And he tried to do – he tried doing everything he could – as a wide receiver, as a running back, just trying to help this team improve and win this game. But in the end, the Rams took it all. I mean, props to the Rams. They they did everything in their ability to win this game for them. I mean, Cam Akers was just running left and right all over this team. You got playmakers like Cooper Cup who scores two touchdowns. It's ridiculous. Just, it's unbelievable because, like, no one would have ever seen him as, like, this great He's having talent.
0: The, he's having literally, like, the best season of all time. Like not even just as a receiver, he's just ridiculous. I don't get it. So I mean,
2: it, it this this team is a fun team to watch, and like it's it's like when you get to like when you get to the Super Bowl, it it gets a little biased. Obviously, people like to pick sides, especially if the Patriots are in. You obviously have to pick the side which the Patriots are playing against. But this is like one of the team, one of the games where like both these teams deserve the, to make it to this stage. Like both these teams have shown like. They, they know what it – they've done what it takes to win each and every game. They haven't made it easy. They haven't had an easy schedule, and they've still, like, pushed through and made it. So, props to both of them. It's it's going to be a fun game on next Sunday.
1: Yes. I'm also uh, – yeah, the Rams and Bengals are both very exciting teams, so it's going to be a good Super Bowl. And, yeah, nothing can go wrong, I don't think, in my opinion. But, I mean – yeah, the people who write the script for the NFL are getting <laughs> definitely getting paid trillions of dollars. Right yeah, now. They, they they what a year. Yeah, it's been one of the best post seasons I've ever witnessed in football, and it like it's just it's been so good, and I like it, and I it's definitely gonna end on a high note because this is definitely a Super Bowl. Got all the Infinity Stones, they're ready to roll, they're ready to snap snap away the Bengals, but it, you don't count out Joe Burrow. Like he's already in his second year, and we're already saying you don't count him, you can't count him out, which is ridiculous. So. I think the uh, my Super Bowl prediction is that the Rams are going to like take the lead, and then second half Bengals are going to come back and make an interesting game. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win it, but Bengals are definitely going to be behind. I think to start, and then they're they're going to come back, obviously. So, yeah, never count out Joe Burrow. Matthew Stafford is he deserves a ring, but w- he has to go through Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So tough matchup. Definitely going to be probably one of the best Super Bowls you know recent history, meaning like in the past five years, <laughs> because. Rams Patriots wasn't good. Uh, Patriots Chiefs was terrible. Uh, Bucks Chiefs, not yeah, Patriots, yeah. Chiefs. Uh, yeah, Bucks Chiefs. Chiefs Niners was eh. Anyway, it wasn't bad. But this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a good one. I feel both two two exciting teams, and you got yeah two lovable teams. Like no one's gonna hate these teams. It's just the way people root for them. It's gonna be like. The people in Ohio are going to root for the Bengals. The people in Los Angeles are going to root for the Rams. And everyone else is just happy that Patrick Mahomes isn't in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. <laughs> or Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm happier that Tom Brady is out. No,
1: yeah. I, I'm more Patrick Mahomes because I just can't stand uh, his family. Yeah, I, so, I agree. I, I'm that part of America that's just happy that the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl. But yeah, I don't care who wins this one. I honestly, I think, again, I think Stafford deserves a ring. But if the Bengals and Joe Burrow win a ring, then I will also be happy. Uh,
2: One quick thing I want to say is that. One one storyline that no one's on talking about is Zach Taylor who used to be the OC at the Los Angeles Rams, and now they're playing in the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a type, kind of like a mentor versus mentee type game, and it's going to it's going to be cool to see if Zach Taylor can
0: outsmart his former boss. For sure. Uh, is there? I mean, honestly, like in in terms of like the actual game, the Rams honestly probably should have won by more. You know, had a tipped interception in the red zone, had a missed field goal at the half. Like, they were easily the better team in this one. So, I think a Super Bowl for this team is well-deserved. They've been through a lot. Again, they've had a lot of trades that they've gone through, and I feel – and not a lot of draft picks. They haven't had a first-round draft pick. I don't even remember who their last one was. Like, their last draft pick that's made, like, a notable impact is Cam Akers, and he hasn't really done anything up until this postseason. And even then, he's not, like, a huge part of that team. He's He's a – you know, an important part, but nothing like crazy. But yeah, I'm I'm very happy for the Rams. I'm happy for McVeigh. I'm happy for again, like I said, Odell. Even though I can't believe I'm saying that, Nick
2: Scott was also a huge addition to their defense. Yeah, he's
0: he's been good there. Former Penn Stater. So we all, round. we all, yeah, we all obviously like him a lot. Yeah, it's 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 really fun, and we're all really excited for Super Bowl Fifty Six. So with that, a lot of stuff still happened in between the times that the game started and the last time that we recorded number one is the Tom Brady saga. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what Adam Schefter was thinking or what anyone was thinking. Everyone is thinking Tom Brady is retiring. I was taking a nap and Shrieker had to wake me up because Tom Brady retired, which, you know, I think that that's very notable news. The greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest football player of all time retires and, you know, calls it a career after a loss, which was, I thought, kind of a weird way to go out. And I knew that something wasn't right because a couple hours after it's reported that Tom Brady is not retiring. So we don't know what's going on. He said he's going to take it, uh, you know, day by day, probably week by week. I I think like after the Super Bowl is probably when he's going to make his true decision. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm kind of curious because I feel like if he's back, the bucks are going to be one of the best teams in the league again. And if not, they're still a really great trade destination for guys like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, guys that maybe want to stay in the NFC because the AFC is stacked right now. You got Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Lamar. Uh, the Colts are, I think, trending up. Like you got these teams that are really good, and so like, do you really want to go to the AFC where you're playing those kind of teams every year in the in the postseason? When in the NFC, you're playing, you're not, and you're playing. I would say probably easier competition. Like I think the Bucs, become a really really attractive destination if Brady actually retires but obviously if Brady stays the bucks are one of the best teams in the entire league still they still have a lot to figure out but yeah this was this was so weird what happened with Brady I, I don't know like you guys are all like there with me like what the like what do you guys think is actually gonna happen you think he's actually gonna retire
1: or do you think that he's gonna play another year or two I think he's playing another year because he lost he almost completely come back against the Rams didn't quite get it he said he wanted to play till he's forty-five. Obviously, next year he would be forty-five. So I think he needs one last year, one last send-off. Bring bring the boys all back. Godwin, Gronk, add a couple new faces if they have the cap space. I think this is gonna be Brady's last dance. So, yeah, I think I think Brady, he he has one more year in him. He definitely does. He was literally an MVP candidate this year. Like he still has it in him, and I think that. What was I gonna say? What I was going to say.
2: He has one more year in
1: no. him. Uh, if if he, they, do, if win they win. do win this game, like, no, I think no, yeah, so the Bucs, the Bucks, the Bucks are too good of a team to kind of just like. Well, they're too good of a team with Brady, and then he, they'll definitely fall off as soon as Brady, you know, kind of goes away because everyone else will kind of go away. And I think also for the, for the Bucks' sake, if Brady plays one more year, then Godwin's going to resign. Gronk's going to stay. They're going to bring all their guys back just to run it back with Brady. So. I think if Brady, if Brady does have one more year left in him, then he's did gonna he take run a it back or something. No, no. Oh. if Brady's gonna have one more year in him, he's gonna run it back. He's probably gonna win because that's just how it is. He's gonna end on a high note. Uh, yeah. So that it's up. It's obviously up to him, though. Adam Schefter, you're dumb. Uh, he's it, been falling off. Yeah. He also you know, he also tore his he his ACL. Yeah. Did he wait? Did he actually? I'm just, that yeah, it's somewhere. real. Uh, I think it's real. He also there's like a ski slope or whatever, like a like a giant ass, mm-hmm. or like it's called like Thunder Ridge or whatever. He went there, and it's like right, it's like 20 minutes from my house, cool. so I could have seen Adam Schefter.
0: Adam, come on the show. Explain yeah. to us why you're so shitty. Yeah, time. you should
1: come on the show. and you should get fired by ESPN and come work for Route Runners. We'll pay you nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay you in line cash.
1: I mean, yeah, you, you'll, you'll get you'll get level one meal plan. Yeah. I mean, why not? He's
2: going to heaven. <laughs>
1: Shefty would like it here totally.
2: Shout out our, our funds manager Sean Ryan.
1: Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> uh, whatever. What is he down 56 or some shit? 66. Did he bet more today?
2: No, 66 well, last week. Now he's probably better.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, right, today's Monday. So yeah, Brady's gonna run it back. He's gonna run back with all the boys, and they're gonna they're gonna run through the league. Um if they if Brady is back, then I'm sorry, Shrieker, we have to wait another year for the Falcons to win the NFC South. I mean yeah yeah
0: probably more than that
1: but if uh, who knows Brady could stay for three years it's up to him Well,
0: probably by then like the Saints are gonna have everything figured out too
1: yeah so uh, I think Brady I think if
0: they don't trade come on. yeah right. well that would yeah. that would be a bad
1: yeah. me, me personally I think Brady should run it back I don't know what it's with him but I think he should give it one last run and you know what make it an even eight Super Bowls because that would be an even number
0: I I agree. I think the best way for him to go out is off a Super Bowl win. Obviously, he doesn't need more. He doesn't have anything to prove. But if he wants to keep playing, he clearly can. He would be going out pretty much on top. Not with, like, a Super Bowl ring, but, like, in terms of talent. Like, he's probably second in MVP voting this year. So, I think, like, he can still play. He wants to still play. So, I think he will for one more year. And, I mean, if, like, I think that he's just going to kind of do, like, a Kobe Bryant kind of thing where, like, he, this, he's going to declare that this year is going to be his last year, and he's going to play. If they win, great. If they don't, whatever. It's your last year.
2: Uh, I'm going to take the more pessimistic route other than, like, fuck you guys. Uh, I just think, like, I'm the, laying back the league's only getting more competitive as he's getting older True. and he's slightly regressing every year. So, I mean, and, and, it, and it's getting harder in the sense that, You have guys that you have other guys that you have to pay, and their whole future is depending on whether or not Tom Brady is playing or not playing again. So, there's gonna like there's teams that are literally waiting on his announcement just to know like what type of acquisitions they have to make to get better just to beat him in the playoffs. Because, mate, like most likely they're gonna be uh more than eight wins next season if he plays. So, I mean, you gotta like you gotta get you every team in the NFC has to be ready and you have teams in the AFC that has to be prepared if he's going to be making a big run and who knows if they have to play him in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, in my set, in my opinion, I think the AFC has only gotten competitive, more competitive and it's going to get even harder. The NFC might be getting a little easier next year since a lot of the co- uh, QBs are Rodgers like, and Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Rodgers and Wilson. And we don't even know what's happening with Rodgers. So, there's a, that's a big question. Oh, yeah. it's Rogers, Wilson, and Stafford, obviously. Exactly. Still there. Exactly. So it, it really is going to be if you if it's going to be really top heavy, like the top top teams are going to be really good, and then the other teams are just going to be on upset watch. I really think they could they could slip one game and then pretty much fall out of the playoffs, or make like easily beat another like, beat another team, and then now they're into the playoffs. So it, it's it's going to be uh, a real Real knuckle buster, and for the playoff
1: race next what? year. I'm sorry, I've never heard. I don't of know.
2: It's it's gonna it's gonna be like a real it's gonna be a real fight into the next year for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting when the news of Brady's retirement slash non-retirement comes out. We're obviously gonna post that probably everywhere, uh, and obviously we'll talk about it on the podcast as well. But. Uh, there has been some head coach hirings. There have been some teams that have been literally dormant over the last fucking week and a half, but, uh, the New York giants hire Brian Dable as their head coach. Personally, I think that this is a home run. I think that this is an A plus hire. Apparently he really loves Daniel Jones, but you need a guy to fix that team. That team is broken. There are a lot of guys on that team that, you know, we're supposed to be really good and just have Daniel Jones being one of them. Kenny Galladay being a huge one Saquon Barkley needs to be revitalized. The fact that Brian Dable's there for him, I think is great. Even though Brian Dable is definitely, I think a much better pass game. I don't, how do I, I, I guess, coordinator than run, but you know, he still made Devin Singletary really good over the last couple of weeks of the season. And I think that if you can do that with Devin Singletary, you can definitely do that with Saquon Barkley. There's still a lot on this Giants team that needs to be fixed, but In terms of head coach hiring, Brian Dable was probably the guy that I think everyone should have been going after. And the fact that the Giants got him for them is, I think, just amazing. I think that that's a home run. The Giants
2: really hit hit a big one here with Brian Dable. I think you really have to go offensive-minded when you hire a head coach with the type of players you have on this team, whether that's uh, a big question mark with Daniel Jones and, if you know if you're still deciding whether or not he's the franchise qb and then you have a uh, potential generational talent in saquon who he pretty much is just like a gold mine ready to be mined, pretty much where you just want to unlock all that talent and make him as good as he was going into the league so it right now if you're dable you really want it's it's really just answering all the questions about this team and finding out where you're at currently and how you can get better, and obviously that's what every rookie head coach is trying to do. But you have to you have to look deep inside this Giants team because, like, as a fr- organization, it's just not good. Like they just have lots of mistakes and wrong hires and stuff. So it it they're only gonna fix itself by from within. So that that means like day in and day out, this team has to get better. It's not gonna be they're not going to just get Russell Wilson and suddenly become like really good. It's going to have to take time. And I think for that to happen, you're going to have to work within this roster, no matter who you have next year, you got to go with it and you got to work with it for the whole season, whether they win or lose. And after that season, you can decide whether or not Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley are the right way to go, but you got to give it one season with Brian Dable and see where you can go with this, with this team.
1: Uh, okay, so I think no matter what happens, the Giants are not going to be good. Oh, I agree.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking six ones.
1: That's like high. Yeah, that's high. Yeah. I I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer, but if Brian Dable.
2: I mean, for like week one through four, he was like he was pretty solid. Like that game against the Saints, like that was pretty good. Yeah, he
1: played well. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if Dable likes him, then he'll obviously work him to be a good QB, but. Uh, they reached on Daniel Jones, what was it, sixth overall? At a Duke, like, no one knew who he was. They they expected them to – I mean, yeah, he's better than Dwayne Haskins, who they were expected to draft. So that happened. Yeah, that did happen. If they do end up winning, stop it. <laughs> so, yeah, Brian Dable, That's that's obviously a good hire. That offense definitely needs some help. <sighs> that offense definitely needs some help. Even Saquon himself, Penn State legend said that their offense is abysmal. You got Kenny Galde, who signed to what, like a $90 million contract? Something like that. Bad. Zero zero touchdowns Sorry. in the whole season. I said Kenny Gallde, right? Yes. Yeah. Sterling Shepard always got hurt. Kadarius Tony always hurt. Saquon Barkley, not a great season. Daniel Jones, not a great season. Like this offense was terrible. Uh, Brian Dable, obviously, he can fix it. He knows how to run an offense. He did it for the Bills. And look how they turned out. Jo- they had the first ever perfect uh perfect offensive performance. I actually read about that. It was the Bills versus um, the Patriots. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, It was the first ever perfect seven, offensive. Seven play. touchdown drives. Yeah. And no the, punts. Uh, no punts, no turnovers, no, like, fourth downs. Uh, every drive they had offensively, they scored a touchdown. Thanks That's, to Brian Dable. Yep. So he can he can obviously turn his team around, but he needs to make some changes, and he needs to make them quick, because if they don't, then this team's just going to keep falling apart due to injuries or just bad player performance. But, I mean, Dable is the man for the job, and it's a good hire for the Giants, I think. And... I mean, I don't know anything about their GM, but if he makes one good draft pick this year, then I think Giants fans are gonna love him.
2: He's also from the
0: Bills.
1: Oh, yeah, they're but, both from uh, the Bills organization. Well, then he's probably gonna make a good draft pick. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then in Las Vegas, we had them hire a new GM, which is the uh, he was some worked in the Patriots. I don't know, but uh, he you know works some magic and gets to hire Josh McDaniels, which came out of I thought kind of came out of nowhere. I thought that McDaniels is always just gonna wait and become the head coach of the pats whenever belichick wanted to retire i thought that that was just going to take like maybe a couple more years and then he would be and then mcdaniels would be the coach that's why he didn't take the coach in indianapolis a couple of years ago but you know now he's here for the raiders and i personally also love this move i think that this is a great head coaching hire and i know i've been saying like that i like every hood coach move so far but trust me In just a couple minutes, I'll explain some teams that are being idiots with their coaching searches right now. But, yeah, I I think that this was great, getting Josh McDaniels, the guy that called plays for Tom Brady for years, and the guy that, you know, I mean, he didn't do everything this season, but, you know, brought a rookie quarterback to the playoffs with not great weapons. I think that that's really impressive. Mac Jones had a conservative but very good rookie season and very respectable rookie season. And Derek Carr is a lot better than that. The Raiders definitely have some work to do, but it was a little weird for me that they didn't even look to hire Rich Bisaccia. I think he did an excellent job this season. I think he's going to be a great coordinator or something somewhere. I think he, again, I think he played, he was, he played, he coached really well for this Raiders team, but I think that the, I think that Josh McDaniels is the best hiring so far. And I think that, I didn't even think that he was open to, going to another team, and the fact that the Raiders got him in that division, that's that's really important. I think that it's a great move.
2: I'm, I'm, I am I got to go against Jerry here, and I, I don't really like this one at all. I looked online a little bit and wanted to see the opinion of some of the, how the Raiders fans are feeling, and apparently a lot of Raiders players were kind of disappointed that they didn't stick it with Rich Bisaki. and seeing how they finished going 4-0, getting into the playoffs, like – they really ended on, like, a good good, note, good terms, you know, just like, hey, maybe let's see how it goes with Rich Spisaki because he looks like a really good head coach. But, I mean, now you got to go with Josh McDaniels. And, like, has there been anyone from the Patriots coaching tree that, like, has been really good? Brable. Brable, yeah, I guess. But, like, he was a player coach. Like, yeah, but he, really,
0: like, the only ones that have gone away are Patricia and, and Joe Judge, which, yeah. Who well, also failed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to – uh, like, I, I just feel like McDaniel's is different though, like he
2: he coached the the Broncos in two thousand nine and yeah, like yeah they sucked yeah so. I, I know
0: but I mean the Raiders may are they made the playoffs this yeah. year so
2: yeah you, you got to give every coach a, a fair shot so I mean also uh, Rob Sala is the worst coach of all time but
1: oh okay. of all time yeah but uh, uh, Matt Patricia was god awful
2: yeah yeah he was really bad. so I mean. Yeah, the the Raiders are kind of in no man's land because you can either rebuild or try to contend with Derek Carr. The real question is, what? Where do you go? Which direction do you go to? Because you have you have those players like Derek Carr and some a solid secondary, but you also have players like Darren Waller too, who who can make those big plays. So it really is just surrounding Derek Carr with the right players.
0: Shut up, uh Patrick Graham. Uh well, sorry. Just before I give it to James, I, I think that I think the Bisaccia would have been fine. And if they did that, it would have been fine. I just think the McDaniels is a lot better. I agree with what you said about like the Raiders players maybe being a little upset. And I probably would be a little bit as well. I just think the McDaniels is different. I think that's
1: a huge move. Yeah, McDaniels is gonna turn this offense around. I feel like the Patriots are gonna be on a more of a downfall now. Yeah, I do too.
0: I mean, this is also the guy I
2: learned backed out of a coaching deal yeah like,
1: and, I mean, and now he's with the Raiders which is weird but uh yeah uh, big Richie B would have been nice to stay in Oakland or in Oakland Las Vegas but I mean obviously they wanted to part ways I mean, honestly the Vikings could hire Richie B and Jared would be okay with it I would in, instead of Patrick Graham or Jim Harbaugh or Jared will talk about it but like I think it was good I, I think it was a good move for the Raiders uh I don't know they, they need something to turn their franchise around because we would go back yeah, I mean, their franchise needs to turn around after all these speeding allegations. Not allegations, but all these players speeding and running into the law. They definitely need some some guidance. Yeah. And Josh McDaniels is that guy. Uh, who knows what he'll do, but I think Derek Carr is here to stay in Las Vegas now. Uh, he wanted to stay in Las Vegas, and I think uh, the other GM, I forgot his name, but was looking to kind of deal him, but not really. And now I think this kind of confirms that Derek Carr is going to stay in Las Vegas because I think... Uh, Josh McDaniels kind of sees something in Derek Carr, and he knows how to work some QBs. And I think Derek Carr hes well on his way to maybe an AFC Championship game. But we'll see how McDaniels does. To and we'll see how he does. Obviously, it's kind of a reach that the Raiders are going to reach an AFC Championship game with people like Mahomes, Bill or Bills, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Now, like it's going to be tough. But I mean, Josh McDaniels, yeah, he can coach up. He can coach up an nice QB. And Derek Carr, he could be in that contention. He's always underrated. But I think now people are going to start to realize how good he is with Josh McDaniels as his OC.
0: Yeah. Uh, Apparently, the Jags are interviewing Rich Passaccia. I mean, it wouldn't be terrible. The only thing is, I just found this out uh, because I was kind of curious and I didn't know. He was a special teams coordinator, which I feel like that never really works when you're hiring for a head coach. but. Obviously, it worked for the Raiders this year. So, yeah, we'll see. But
2: I, I think Rich Visaki would work well with a veteran head co- or veteran QB.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably a better idea. <laughs> but uh, Speaking of a team with a veteran quarterback that needs a head coach, the Minnesota Vikings are being fucking idiots right now. Uh, no Let's one el- go. No one else has been hired. But, yeah, I, just, I felt that now that I have a platform, I felt the need to say this. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> okay, I'm going to sit down there. There, look.
2: Kwesi, Odofu.
0: No, the GM signing, whatever. but doesn't
2: know what a flat tire is.
0: The, there have been so many terrible game. There have been so many games this year for the Vikings that were so close and should have been won that were just awfully handled in the last two minutes of the game, and of each half, I should say, because the Vikings would have been 12-0 at one point if they didn't allow a point in the last two minutes of the game, which I know that's hard to do, but still. They're Brian Dable, Josh McDaniels, Nathaniel Hackett, (laughs) offensive coordinators for the Packers, Bills, and Patriots. Those have been some of the best offensive, well, not the Patriots, but I think everyone knows how great Josh McDaniels is as a play caller. Those have been some of the best offensive teams over the last couple of seasons this year, especially with the Bills and the Packers. Those two have been fantastic. And you don't even look to interview them at all. Oh, Hackett got interviewed, but the other two didn't. And one of your finalists is Jim Harbaugh who had one good season coaching at Michigan made the playoffs this year. The only time other than that called Ohio state daddy, every single fucking season, he was thought to get fired this year from Michigan. And now he's going to be an NFL head coach. He saved his job. And this Michigan team was like, like we watch college football, especially big 10 too. Yeah, they lost against Ohio State. They lost against freshmen. They lost against a freshman quarterback, freshman running back. Ohio State had a lot of freshmen on their roster. Michigan should have been this good. They should have been the, they like they almost lost to Michigan State. No, they did lose to Michigan State. They almost lost to Penn State, which we go here so we know how bad that is. Like he was considered like it was kind of like a long shot, but he was considered to be getting fired from Michigan this season. Why would he be an NFL head coach now? It doesn't make any sense. There's a reason that the Raiders, I think were the only other team that wanted to interview Harbaugh. It's not like he's like, uh, it's not like he was a Matt rule where everyone kind of wanted him, or he's like a Nick Saban where if he said, Oh, I'm going to the NFL, everyone's going to be looking at me. No, Jim Harbaugh is a fucking bum. He, the Niners were so good. They were a Super Bowl roster and you know, like he was a, he was a good coach then. Sure. But it's 10 years later, the game is a lot different now. And, his quarterback at Michigan sucked too. And they never were good. Shea Patterson came from Ole Miss or maybe it was the other way around. I think he came from Ole Miss and he was supposed to be an absolute beast. And he sucked at Michigan. I don't, he didn't even get drafted. I, he's, he's terrible because Jim Harbaugh is not not a great coach anymore. There's a reason that he was fired from the NFL once at, at one point. And they, like the Niners were just bad and they not, they ended up being bad. And once cap the whole thing with Kaepernick started and you know, The team just kind of started – they fizzled out, and Harbaugh was a big part of that, and I would hate that. I mean, it's not the worst job because, again, he has NFL coaching experience, which everyone else that we're looking at does not. D'Amico Ryans was a big guy that we were looking at. He's a defensive coordinator for the 49ers, and he backed out of it today. He's not going to be a head coach anymore. He's going to stay probably as a defensive coordinator for the Niners. I mean, usually you don't do that, but the Niners defense is a really fun unit to coach, so I I kind of understand – Kevin O'Connell, really young guy. He's the offensive coordinator for the Rams. That's, at this point, who I want to hire. You see how great they, you know, work the run game, work the blocking schemes, get Cooper Cup open so well. It'd be really fun to see uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen be able to do that uh, for the Vikings. So I I would really like that. But, yeah, it's just such a shame that all all these offensive guys are are just going right off the shelves. Dable, Hackett, uh, what's his name? McDaniels. And the Vikings aren't even looking at them. Like it doesn't make it really doesn't make any sense. Doug Peterson too. I I think that he's a great guy to hire as an as an NFL head coach. He won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and with a backup quarterback. Like I think that that's and out coach Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. Like I think that that's something that you like that should deserve consideration as a head coach alone. And I think the Jags are like the only team looking at him. It it just doesn't make any sense for this Vikings team. They're they're being patient because they haven't hired anyone yet. And, I mean, they need an offensive guy. The offense has been a problem here for a while. Just get a better defensive coordinator. Hire Fangio as a defense coordinator. I think that that's a great move. And you have him to control the defense. The Denver defense has been good for a while. And then just get an offensive guy. Get O'Connell. Fuck it. Who cares? But, I mean, I would have obviously preferred some of the guys that are already gone, but they're just being patient. It pissed me off. And then another guy that's supposed to be hired and is looking at, and apparently the a finalist, is Patrick Graham. I didn't even know who that was until a couple days ago. He's the Giants defensive coordinator. Why would we hire someone on the Giants staff? It doesn't make any sense. The Giants were an embarrassment to the league. They've been one of the worst teams in football over the last 10 years. I just don't understand it. I don't know how long he's been the, offensive, the defensive coordinator there. I don't care because it would be an embarrassment to sign this guy. I, I'd be very angry. I mean, I'd be pretty angry at Harbaugh too, but it would make a little bit of sense because it's supposed to make a big splash and he play, and he coached in the NFL before. I'd still be upset, but it would make a lot more sense than Patrick Graham. Apparently, we're also going after Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator of the Rams. I'd be okay with that. I mean, I'd much prefer an offensive mind because of just... I've seen this offense struggle way too many times and they shouldn't be, and especially in late-game situations. And I feel like just... I I, I I don't know. I going a defensive guy isn't like the worst idea. I just like going for offensive talent, but Raheem Morris, I'd be fine with the Brand's defense coordinator. That defense is really, really good. So, yeah, I don't know. but that's my two cents on the Minnesota Vikings. There obviously are other teams that haven't hired coaches that are being really dormant and patient too, like the jags, the um who else hasn't hired coach? The Jags, the Dolphins, so the Texans. Texans too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, that's, that's me, but yeah, that's my two cents. That's my rant. Hope everyone enjoyed that. But uh, probably by the next time we do this, the Vikings will have a new head coach. Cause I, I think like Wednesday is when they're interviewing Harbaugh. And I think that that's their last one. So we'll see, but yeah. Uh, Super Bowl is set that let's focus on that. Let's focus on the good things in life that the Vikings are going to hire a burger as their head coach is the bad things. And then, The good thing is that obviously the Super Bowl is coming up in two weeks. We're really excited. Two of the most likable quarterbacks in the league, two of the most likable teams in the league. It's going to be a show. We're going to, we're going to be covering that also as well, probably more next week. Later this week, we are thinking of doing our mock draft 2.0. Obviously you guys will know when the episode comes out, but yeah, we're thinking of doing that again because the order is pretty much set the draft order. So it's going to be really fun to do that. We got a lot of, you know, different things that probably from last time, obviously the order is a lot different. I think that we're going to be probably picking a lot less quarterbacks this time than we were last time. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting and we're, we're really excited to do that. I mean, we're going to do that soon, regardless. I don't know if it's going to be next episode or if it's going to be in like the very near future, but it's coming. So we really hope that you guys enjoy that. And yeah, let's just hope that the Vikings don't uh, sign Patrick Graham. Cause you guys probably won't be hearing my voice for a couple of days, but Yeah, thank you guys for listening, uh, and yeah.